0: Welcome to Episode 99 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that helps you become a communicator of influence by sharing stories from people who already are. I'm Amelia Veal, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. What does it mean to live and communicate in a hybrid world? Technology advancements are increasingly making our lives easier as machine learning, AI and robots improve process delivery. However, at the same time, we as humans need to decide how we want to shape our digital life. As more and more of our data is captured in order to deliver these efficiencies, what are the boundaries that we believe are necessary in order to protect individuals' privacy and what are the ethical parameters that we want to implement on how much we allow machines to do? These questions are at the heart of what was discussed at Hybrid World Adelaide, a digital entertainment and technology event that explores the future of a hybrid world, where the real and digital worlds collide and ultimately evolve. In today's episode of Be The Drop, I interview Dr. Philip Alvelda, Ray Johnston, and Amanda Duthie, who discuss the convergence of technology and humanity in a hybrid world. And I share my top takeaways from the leaders in this field on the opportunities that it presents us. This is Be The Drop, recorded live from Hybrid World Adelaide. Do you want more communication insights? Then I invite you to join me and our group of like-minded people in my community of brand storytelling superheroes. Head over to Facebook and join the Brand Storytelling Superheroes group.
1: We are proceeding at such a fast pace to give AI systems more and more to do. And many of the things seem trivial. We can find our friends' faces on Facebook posts. But there's a whole class of new applications that are coming online. Autonomous cars that can go 75 miles an hour with two tons of steel, and deciding where to go and who to hit or not hit, or surgical instruments that will automatically remove your gallbladder. Yes, you can talk about performance or what's the likelihood of success, but that's different from having an emotional engagement and trusting someone with your life that you know they will do everything that they can. We don't have that sort of uh, a dialogue with any kind of machine yet. And so people struggle. I'm Philip Alvelda, the CEO of Cortical.ai.
0: I feel that, I understand why we struggle with that. I think part of our human condition is to associate with other people based on trust. How do we move beyond that? How do we build that?
1: That's, I think that is the crux of the question. I think that we are moving past it. People are making the cards. The question is, will society accept it? Uh, will people grow comfortable and, and, and habitual in their use? So I think we are on the journey. The question is, from a company perspective, who do you trust to conduct that development ethically and really make efforts to make systems that, that abide by kind of societal norms that, that people agree are, are acceptable? United States is very much in the, in the frame of open company access and that the ethical companies should be rewarded by an open market that adopts them and says, yes, I trust, you know, company A, but I don't trust company B. So, you know, thank you very much. Uh, you know, Wells Fargo, you've conducted too much fraud in bank accounts. Now we're moving to another bank that we trust. Uh, so those forces do work, sometimes not as effectively as we'd like, uh, but that, that's been the, the governing principle for some time.
0: But how do we communicate this to, you know, everyday Joe Blow? How do we bring people with us?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think that the way I look at excellent technology development is that for the most part, you shouldn't notice. You know, if it, if it takes care of your problem without you even realizing, the car gets you to where you need to go, the train is automatic, the, the diagnostics and the, and the sensing happens as you walk into the doctor's office, you know, those things you can make kind of disappear and everyone's life gets easier. And with practice, with familiarity, with access, and just with ease, you know, we, we go about our lives and things become habitual. Um, you know, think of the music industry. You know, people would complain early on, oh, my God, the Apple iPod, you know, it's uh, the resolution is so crappy. The music quality is poor. But for the convenience and for the access and the portability and the access to, you know, the, the thousand songs in my pocket, people gave up on, on you know, some of the quality standard of the, the hi-fi audio system in the living room. It's change management. Uh, how do you make it easy and appealing and effort-free?
0: When you're building these empathetic machines that are developing some of, you know, the feelings that you're looking to add to machines, you know, I know that part of that question then is who regulates the regulators? Yeah,
1: there's a perennial kind of seesaw between, you know, abusive power that demands regulation. But, but there's, a, there's been a new kind of evolution of companies that are dependent on the relationship with the consumer. And, and when you start to build in rating systems, and you have enough diversity of opportunity to choose between the ones that you trust and the ones you don't, and, oh, that's a one-star rating, I'm sorry, we're not going to be using you anymore, that is a mechanism which you see more and more in this kind of decentralization, where you don't need a centralized regulator if you've got a, a tight feedback loop with the consumer and a rating system. Will it work for everything? don't know there's there's evidently you know bad actors every once in a while but uh but you got to choose who you work for and with and, and what companies you choose and and I like to do that on the basis of are they ethical and, and do they do ethical things
0: you know and when you say it like that this is it's that's the same old adage that we've been working on forever you know treat your customers with respect yes. build relationships based on trust yes. and they will continue to be that so what you're saying is we're just amplifying that relationship
1: that's right that's exactly right
2: Fantastic. Thank you so much. My pleasure. My name's Samantha Duthie. I'm the CEO of Hybrid World Adelaide and the CEO and Creative Director of Adelaide Film Festival.
0: How are you feeling? Yeah, good. (laughs) Good. Okay, so we're here at Hybrid World Adelaide Conference, uh, which really looks at this collision of digital entertainment, technology and humanity and, and real, the real you know, what is it about that that you think is such a topical and important conversation point?
2: It's important on every level for, as you say, everything that we do in our lives, whether it's at home, at work, the pleasure, the entertainment that we have in our, the play that we have in our lives. And I think it's also relevant to every generation. The great thing about Hybrid World is that it's not just a conference and it's not just a lab, it's also a public program. So across those three Trunks, if you like, of the hybrid tree, we can really actively, proactively help new companies, startups or even establish companies with new ideas to take that idea to the next level. So we've had the two-day lab on Friday and Saturday and we've um, worked with a number of our international guests and our speakers as mentors in that lab and we also provide development funding of up to $85,000 across one or a number of projects that go through that and they'll be pitching this afternoon to see who can get that development money. And then across the public program, parents, kids, grandparents, millennials, teenagers, primary school kids to come in and actually play and interact with all of those elements that are becoming so prolific in, in all of those different aspects of our lives. So whether it is, you know, flying your first drone, uh, learning to code, something really basic, but actually to have the insight into your fingers, learning that skill is, um, it's so empowering to be able to have that opportunity. And, Um, we had the high school esports tournament with our partners the Crows. Everyone could sort of learn something new about this brand new world. You might have heard you know, what, what is twitching? Don't really understand how it's done. Actually, how is it done effectively? So it's great to have those experts like Barjo and Mark Fennell and Musel come in and really sort of um, untangle our misconceptions or conceptions about what we think it might be. And then here at the conference, it's that whole other different level which is about business building it's about growing jobs it's about making connections top of their game brains like Genevieve Bell talking to us about it's you know yes the digital economy yes the digital digital society but actually how are we choosing to use this technology and the requirements of that technology to live better lives.
0: You know, and I loved what she was talking about, really bringing the human and the wonder and the magic into this technology, which is, you know, mind-blowing in ways. But And I think that's what's so fantastic about this Hybrid World Conference because it is looking at the technology, but it's very much by the name, hybrid. It's saying we're merging with the people. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with or are afraid of or don't understand. Is that something, you know, that's really important to you as the organisers to address?
2: Absolutely. And I think it's getting a diversity of different points of view of how you are placed in the industry, how you perceive the industry, how you benefit from the industry. I mean, so much of this is about demystifying it even even within the different innovation sectors they're not necessarily all talking to each other they're very much focused on their business and their end product but some you know i think it's our responsibility in creating a festival like Hybrid World where it's sort of multiple doorways for a multitude of audiences that we need to be constantly questioning it. But also, as you say, never forgetting that actually it's our lives and we're living it and we have to have fun with it. It's not all about a robot's going to take over the earth.
0: Yeah. And I loved it. You know, we've had some fantastic international speakers as you say people at top of their field and you know they're mentioning South Australia and the commitment that this state is making in this space you know that with with mod being mentioned and the number of different programs and the funding with rising sun pictures yeah look I mean I just think that's amazing you know that little old South Australia and so obviously that's something that's very conscious in the minds of organisers and and government funding behind this.
2: I think it's because we're conscious that there is this sort of language around little old australia, uh south australia but actually it's not it's not little and it's not old. I think South Australia has a legacy of being at the forefront of taking up new ideas. It's literally and figuratively at the frontier over many, many decades. And I think it's also good to remind ourselves that it has been the innovator and the inventor or the first state to do something, including votes for women, let's face it. So I think it is in the state's DNA. And I'm not from South Australia, but from a humble distance always observed that there was this fantastic spirit of experimentation and giving something wild a chance and actually letting it blossom. I've always seen it as, as an as an innovator city, so um, I think we're just picking up on that DNA really and, and letting it run with it into, into this digital meets real-world experience that we're presenting through Hybrid World.
0: And whether we like it or not, it's happening, it's coming, and I think you've done really well with you and and the committee behind you that's organised this event. So congratulations on that. Is there anything else you'd like to say as a takeaway with what you're hoping that Hybrid World will sort of achieve moving
2: forward? A good Hybrid World is a balanced hybrid world and we're incredibly proud that 45 of our speakers and contributors to to hybrid world are women and i think it's exciting to be able to provide that diversity of background and the diversity of gender in in a tech focused event because i think that's what makes the discussion and the conversation so much richer
0: fantastic thank you so much
3: My name is Ray Johnston. I'm the editor of Gizmodo Australia and a host on That Startup Show and also an upcoming uh, Indigenous science show for kids on NITV called Rewired.
0: Oh, fantastic. This, it seems like Hyperbroad Adelaide is a perfect conference for you. <laughs>
3: I absolutely love being here because you know, in, in my role, I get to look at things really generally. This for me is like being able to do a whole series of amazing interviews back to back to back to back and just hearing everyone's insight and stories about how technology is evolving and, and used in the world today. And I think that it's it's good for people to be able to come to something like Hybrid World to see the interactive events over the weekend. I think we've got a bit of a tendency to look at science and technology as being something that's very difficult to get your foot in the door unless you've you know, got this tertiary education and it's a dedicated field of study. But you really can become involved in it in, in many different types of ways. And I think a startup is a great way to to do that. And then you just employ all those smart people that have done all that study to do the work <laughs> for you.
0: <laughs> yeah no absolutely and we're talking about this collision with the technology and the human and the real Mm. you know and this is something that makes people feel like a little bit anxious but realistically we're living it we are every day so you know what sort of exposure have you had to that
3: i talk to a lot of people that go look technology is too difficult i don't want to get into it i i don't want to know how a smartphone works even even though they're They're so common now. Like, almost everyone has a smartphone. There are still people that have that barrier of of fear up. But I think getting people excited about technology is really the key here. When people are immersed in technology and they can be excited by it, they can see how it can affect their lives personally. And I think once you see the impact on you as an individual rather than just as a society or some abstract concept, that's where that change can really happen.
0: Mm, And I think that's why these sorts of conversations the conversations at these conferences are so important yeah. because as you mentioned the privacy concerns but you know everyday individuals and I think we need to you know come to this realisation that the data is out there yeah so therefore how do we interact and engage with that
3: yeah absolutely people say to me what do I do what do I do about data you know Facebook having all my data and I go well Facebook has already got your data you could choose to leave now and they have less of your data but the fact is if you've gone to Google they've got your data if you visited my website I've got some of your data it's the way the internet works and I think we've been very lax with that in the past but we do need to look at the positive benefits that can come out of that. I was recently speaking to one of the people from Fitbit now, you think of Fitbit as, you know, fitness tracker, motivation, all that sort of thing. Um, get your steps up for the day. They're actually the world's biggest data collection company for fitness-related data. They know the heart rates of millions of people all over the world at different times of the day. They can relate that if those people are using the app. So, you know, the last time that they had a cup of coffee. They're releasing, you know, female-specific uh, health services so you know, period tracking even it will be the only database in the world that is tracking when women are getting their periods that is available and accessible and they do use that with health professionals in order to create policy around that so i think that's one of the examples where you look at it and go fitbit knows everything about me that's terrifying and then you're like wait fitbit knows everything about me maybe this isn't so bad maybe maybe they can use this for good but it's about trust. We need to be able to trust Fitbit that they're going to only share that data with the right people that they're not going to attach your identity to that and, and go on to sell it you know, to the government to a future employer that might end up knowing health details about you. It's it's a really interesting world that we're living in right now.
0: Thank you so much Ray for your time. In conclusion, do you want to share with me any sort of future communication? Where do you see you're taking our ability to connect and where we're going with this?
3: Oh, look, that's an interesting one. It's funny when people say, you know, what's the future with technologies (laughs) coming up? And you say, oh, virtual reality. Virtual reality is definitely the future. Uh, And and then you see all these programs coming out about it and you're like, this is fantastic. This is so good. I I, I do want to call out the the way that technology is being used in particular to connect Indigenous people with their culture. Uh, In urban communities in particular, when we haven't been able to grow up on country, you know, I can access an app on my phone that has my grandfather's language in it, which almost died out and it would have been extinct, but it was brought back and revived and it's now in my phone and I can speak that language and that's really powerful. Yeah, you know, I can connect with family members that had been lost to me through the you know, impacts of the stolen generations. The ability for technology to be able to connect us as people is, is mind-blowing and wonderful and we need to nurture that and and continue it I see a lot more real-time communication in the future I see a lot more visual communication and I see a lot more collaborative communication I'm looking forward to it
0: thank you so much I want to try and summarize my top Takeaways from Hybrid World Adelaide. It has certainly given me a lot of food for thought. Professor Genevieve Bell spoke about the wonder and if we use a different metric, if instead of an economical benefit set, like how much more profitable is it going to make us, you know, how much more efficient in terms of time and money, instead of using those metrics, let's look at, you know, the wonder and magic of what these things can do. And the outcomes and the benefits then shift with that metric as well. And then we start looking at how we can improve relationships, how we can improve quality of life, and how we can use this technology and this space where the real and technology collide for something really magical. So that was certainly something that I really appreciated. Another fantastic takeaway from Professor Genevieve Bell was an explanation of algorithm that I found incredibly useful. She used the humble washing machine as a way to explain the algorithm. And for me, it was like, aha, yes, it removed a bit of the dark arts. And sadly, I understand my washing machine intimately. I'm not, I wouldn't say we're friends, but I understand it. So if you select the wool cycle, or delicates, or darks and lights, the different cycles that you have on your washing machine. Yes, it's as simple as that. That's an algorithm. You choose the dark load on your washing machine and it will pick warm water. The rinse cycle will be 30 minutes. So then you get A plus B equals C. Here's your gentle woolen wash. And that, my friends, is a very wonderful d- definition of what an algorithm is. So if we think of that in the context of communication and Google, as far as SEO ranking and and how we be found Google wants to serve you the washing cycle you have selected you have typed in i want you know a cold wash and that's the information that it will give you so that's the context you need to apply and realistically at the communication level that's you know that's enough for us to understand and then the deep dark arts of SEO off page optimization we can implement experts to help us go deeper and to understand and utilise the more complex nature of Google's algorithms. So that was certainly something that I really appreciated. Some other takeaways though, one that was delivered by the keynote speaker and MC for the event, Robert Tersek, was around the future of products marketing. So he was talking about a couple of things that are converging to create this outcome. And that is one of them, that supply chain for retail stores is you know in many areas collapsing so a number of physical stores are shutting their doors because it's not economical for them to maintain a physical store because so much purchasing is now happening online the other thing that's happening is traditional forms of marketing uh, you know their space is being reduced so television advertising print advertising is now being reduced and changed because people are now searching for that content online so now your product itself must become the channel. We now start dealing and communicating directly with your customers and you, you do that through digital and social communication. What this means by your product becoming the channel is that through technology, we need to be able to include a lot more information, buyer consumer information on the product itself. So example, is it gluten-free, You know, dairy-free or is it organically sourced products? People want to be able to know this when they're making their buying decisions. So if you're selling the products, then they need to be able to have that information at hand and so that product that information needs to be associated with the product. So our barcode is something we're really familiar with and you track it really it's just got the product identification code at this stage. What they're saying is with technology if you're linking it with VR technology or other augmented reality technology, that you should be able to then access a realm of information associated with this product. So I hope the information we've shared from Hybrid World Adelaide keeps you informed. And if you want to find more, look up some of these speakers. They're incredible, doing really fantastic things. And this is a space where I think we all need to go further. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. It is our mission to help unlock the power of story through this podcast and the range of products and services that we offer. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To get in touch with any specific comments, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au and don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time.